All right, time for another borderline as we are about to embark on probably one of the biggest, other than world championships, this has got to be one of the biggest and and busiest 10-day stretches of cornhole that we've had in a while because we're headed out to California. We got the eighth shootout. We got the shootout championship. We got the Pro Invitational. We got Spencer McKenzie's, which we're going to spend a lot talking about today. Because I don't think a lot of people outside of the actual cornhole world, maybe outside of Southern California, know about this. I know I'd never heard about it until I jumped into this this uh, world of cornhole, but uh, that'll be a lot of fun. But man, this next 10 days, whew, it's about to get busy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm looking forward to it, actually. I'm kind of, in a way, it's kind of the end of the year, the end of the season, even though a new season has begun, blah, 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 right? Right. But really, once we're kind of done with this L.A. trip, we're kind of done for a while. I mean, the fall is kind of for the ACL anyway, it's kind of a, it's kind of a time to take a breath. I mean, yes, we have a um, college tour where we have different, you know, t- I think 10 different stops at, at 10 different schools across the country, like, right. like we've done the last few years, but we all don't have to go on that every week. Right. Right. So for, for a lot of us in the ACL, it's a big break. It's kind of a time to take a, deep breath even though we still i mean i've I've got two stops that i'm going to on that trip that i know for sure probably more yeah but uh it's it's time for a breath because if you think back to may to now we've been on the road a good bit oh my gosh yeah i mean the miles that we have racked up yeah it's it's insane i I can't wait to look back we're so busy i feel like we don't get a chance to really look back at it uh trey and i spent a little bit of time this weekend i can't remember why but all of a sudden a couple things came up from this past season and we we're like, wow, I can't even remember that that happened. And, and that was just amazing. And, and part of that is going to lead into my meet Jeff and Bernie segment for you. I actually have a question for you that's actually involves the travel. Okay. All right. First things first. Yeah. And much more importantly, yes, sir. Uh, how are you feeling? We, we missed you in uh, Wichita. So, I mean, the Rona, the Rona got you and it just kind of lingered, it seemed like. But how are you feeling? Yeah, I feel fine. I mean, the Rona, Rona took, took Rotterdam away from me, which is not cool. Yeah. Um, I was really looking forward to that. It's kind of a once in a lifetime kind of trip. And then you mean you were looking forward to Wichita? I was never going to Wichita. (laughs) That that was the thing. I was never, I was never, you know, scheduled for Wichita because I was going to Rotterdam. Was that going to be a backup plan though? If you, if you, I mean, because you couldn't go to Rotterdam because. uh, Well, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fly. That was, that was the whole thing. I mean, I couldn't fly. I mean, no, I, th- I thought maybe if, if you felt better by the end of the week, maybe you'd try and join us out in Wichita, but that was, never no, the it's, it's with, with coronavirus and flying, you can't, you're not supposed to jump on a plane if you're positive for coronavirus. Yeah. But I knew I, obviously. Right. Asshole. And so that was, and I, and then you have to be 10 days, but I figured you'd be leaving earlier for, it would for, have been uh, two days difference. Right. Okay. So Tuesday to go to Rotterdam and then I would have gone Thursday to Wichita. Right. So anyway, it, it didn't two- happen because you were positive yeah. for, for a long time. Just, so, so you literally just got cleared on Sunday. Yeah. So we're taping this on Wednesday. It's going to air tomorrow on Thursday. I just had my first negative test in eight days um, Sunday, this Gosh. past Sunday. So wow. it, it's uh, it hasn't been pleasant. I mean, I haven't felt all that bad. I mean, I guess – I haven't felt great. I mean, there was five days there that really kind of sucked, but other than that, I felt, you know, that brain cloud everyone talks about, I guess was pretty prevalent, but I, I don't know if that's because of the illness or that's just kind of me on a daily basis. 
but right. uh, it's, it's all behind me now. So I'm looking forward to getting out to California. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to going out there also. I've never been to Spencer McKenzie's to this big, huge uh, throwdown tournament. So looking forward to that. But uh, Wichita. So the big thing that you missed was uh, Jade. Jade was there. I mean, that was that was the that was the biggest highlight. Wow. Of the... Kind of so a quasi-celebrity at this point. One of our 10 listeners was there live <laughs> in the flesh. We went out for dinner. We what? played. Yeah, we played Golden Tea with Jade. Come on, man. I mean, you really, you really missed it. Yeah, he uh, kind of took your spot. Uh, I'm not going to lie, he kind of took your spot. Yeah, that is unfortunate. <laughs> no, but uh, hey, congratulations. How about Tanner? Tanner Halbert. Big win for Tanner. Finally, finally yeah, getting that, getting that big win. Yeah, uh, Tyler and, and Caleb. I mean, that was a big win for them as well. So it was it was, it was a good weekend. I mean, it was it was uh, yeah. It something was quaint, tells but me it was fun being at the, inside that arena. Yeah, something tells me we're going to see Tyler and Caleb a lot more together. I mean, obviously, uh, yep. I think They're Jimmy Newman, Jimmy Humans, and Tyler Cobb were partners last season. I don't think there's any. There's no animosity there. I just think there might be a more natural chemistry with Caleb he's kind of become and I know Trey's talked about it kind of the fourth Cobb brother at this point it seems like so that might be a that might be a partnership that we see going forward but you never know we'll see yeah they are they're they're super tight no doubt about it so anyway so congratulations to uh to all them this past weekend yeah uh Cameron gotta mention Cameron too Cameron Belvin picks up the big win on the uh on the women's side Cameron's starting to uh yeah I mean we talked about we had the bracket reveal show Monday night and for me, it's really, I mean, Cameron's kind of, Cameron was Cheyenne Renner before Cheyenne Renner. You know what I mean? Like she was the first woman to make big strides on national television. She was the first one to really compete head to head with the men and win and, and kind of go really super deep in tournaments. The first one to get into a final eight, you know, right. of a singles national. I mean, she, she, you know, she won a shootout in doubles with Noah last year in Atlanta. I mean, she was, she was the one that really kind of was out there first and then just kind of went away and Cheyenne kind of took all that shine for a while. And it's kind of, you know, you know, planted herself as the number one female player in the world. I think Cameron starting to realize how good she is again, which yeah. is fun to see because she is when she's hot. I mean, just like a lot of the pros when, when they're on, they're on, but when she's hot, she can put a lot of bags in the hole. Yeah, she was good. She was really, she was great this weekend. So, boy, amazing, isn't it? Hard to believe. I mean, seven stops down on the tour. So, just the one left in Southern California coming up this weekend. How about the names? That, how about the names that aren't going to qualify? Oh my gosh, I wrote it down. Actually, it's funny you said that. I wrote, I wrote it down. Um, this was just before the broadcast, so this has changed now. Obviously, with Tanner making it, but going into this weekend's broadcast, mm -hmm. uh, one, two, three of the top five players in the world had not qualified for yeah. pro shootout singles yet. And actually, that, that holds true. Mark Richards, yeah. Matt Guy, and Tony Smith, numbers one, three, and five in the world, have not qualified yet. And then and then it was, so it was three of the top five, six of the top ten yeah. pro singles players in the world. But now that changes because Tanner made it. But still, it's still three of the top five that haven't made it. Yeah, you I mean, like names like Trey Birchfield, Ryan Windsor, you, you mentioned Tony Smith, Matt Guy, Mark Richards. I mean, only one of those, if it's one of those, is going to is going to win. So I mean, it's. I think it speaks a lot to how people just have a hard time adjusting to the round limit. I think it's great for television. I think it's awesome for television. Actually, I think it makes the game. It, when it's close, you know what I mean. 
I think I, I yes. think it does. I think it does yeah. if it gets if a player or a team if it's doubles gets down early and a big number they kind of go away because they have to take such big chances to try to get yes. back in and then all of a sudden they get down big and then it's not great television because it's over. Right? right. There, there's there's no playing I, it out to the finish it's just kind totally of over. Agree. And then, you know? and then that's where and that's where the round limitation also comes into play when it's a stinker. You know, thank yeah. god it's going to be over soon. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, that's good, but I mean, but you know, you look back to the World Championships. Now, it was an anomaly that it happened, but twenty to two can happen, right? When you're playing to twenty-one, whereas in a round limit, you know, you get down, you get down ten points, and you're in round nine. I mean, it's technically not over, but it's over. Yeah, and you can feel, you know, the energy's just not there, and that's. But when it's close, round limit is awesome. Because it, puts well, and, and, and you're right. It's it seems to be good for TV because I've had yeah. I've had um, several people um, just recently, actually, just this week, who have texted me saying, "Hey, the round limits are awesome for TV," and and you know I know these people who are texting me are not cornhole aficionados, and I know there's a lot of players who you know struggle with the with the round limitations. But you're right; it's turning out to be great for TV. So I mean, a really great decision to you know to yeah. fit it into a one hour window. Or into a yeah. two-hour window. Well, we don't have a time limit, but round limit creates a time time limit. Yeah, for sure. In, in essence, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's you know, we players, you know, we I unfortunately go online and kind of go on socials and kind of read the scuttlebutt that's out there periodically, just just to know what people are saying, you know. And there's so much complaining about the round limits, and there's so much complaining yeah. about why we don't show more matches on television. I don't think people realize that cornhole is not the NFL. We, we, we can't just demand all the time in the world to play, you know, the quarterfinals through the finals and games to 21. We, we can't just command five hours of television. Right. Even though I think people think we can. You got it. No, you got, you got, yeah. Yeah. We're not getting, we're not getting paid $500 billion for the rights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people, the next three years. I, I don't yeah. think people really realize that or, or, or they just, there aren't, well, I know for a fact they have no idea how all this stuff works and they think yeah. they do, but they don't. But it's, you got to take what you can get to be on, yeah. to be on national TV. I mean, you just, yeah. you just do. So, yeah. All right. You want to get to uh, meeting Jeff and Bernie? Yeah, man. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in to meet Jeff and Bernie. All right, let's do it. All right, you, you ready? Okay. This is, this is I, actually, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is actually about Kathy and you. And we were just talking about the travel. Has that had a negative impact on your relationship with Kathy? No. No. It did, uh, I mean, to be 100% honest, it did in my previous relationship. But not in this one. No. Yeah. I mean, she wishes she could come. She wish she could come to more. And she's been she's been to a few. I mean, she's been to, she went to most recently went to Chicago and then went went up to uh, yeah. Rock Hill because it was so close. But I've seen but, her quite uh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, she she gets it. You know, it is what it is. But you know, it's different because with her and I, all of our kids. You know, again, we've got five kids between the two of us. So, um, you know, the kids are all kind of grown and on their own and independent and they really don't want to really hang out with us much anyway <laughs> right <laughs> but but i mean when i was younger yeah i mean when i was younger in my previous relationship you know when i was traveling around um now it's minor league baseball which is a hell of a lot more travel i mean that's right. that's you know seven months and you're away quite a bit and when you go away your spouse is with the kids which is much more challenging but uh <laughs> but uh yeah you know i mean it, it was um yeah 
you got to go into these relationships um, and you've got to set the expectations. You just, you just yep. have to. And, and, and I thought that I did that on my previous relationship. I mean, a matter of fact, I even told her, I'm like, listen, I don't think you want to get into this because I travel <laughs> a lot. I mean, I, yeah. I really travel a lot and, Oh no, it's okay. It's okay. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get through, you know, it, it's, it's all, you know, it's all, it's all good in the beginning. But then when you're a part of it for several years, I think it gets, I, I think it gets frustrating. But with Kathy, she really, I mean, two things. She really knew, she knows this is my passion. She knows this is what I do. So the expectations were set from the beginning. Um, and she's just a cool freaking chick. So yeah, there you go. I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, so, you know, it, it depends. I mean, it's, you know, it's important, it's important to have a support system. Um, it's important to have something else to do, you know, when we're, when we're gone. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of dynamics to it, but no, with Kathy and I, no, no, no issues at all. Thank God. Well, there you go. What about you? It, what about you and Julie? I mean, it's, it, it doesn't have an effect on the relationship, but I, I don't think she likes cornhole. Like people always ask me like, why didn't she come? I was like, because you know, what she sees is, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the financial aspect of it, but it's not great. And then you add the travel in. So wait a minute, you're not making a lot of money and you're gone half the year. <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of positives about that so uh, like that and like so she doesn't have a big love for it but it doesn't harm the relationship at all i mean there's an understanding i mean we're adults she understands that you know this is what i do this is you know that the travel is of yeah. really what i get paid for so right yeah yeah there's a lot of dynamics to it uh i mean that and, that, and i ran into that when i was in the minor leagues because you're traveling a lot and you're not getting paid shit. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's nothing to work in the minor right. leagues. But you have that dream, right? You're pursuing that dream, right? To you know, one day be a be a, a big league announcer. To be to, to announce cornhole. Yeah, to announce, yeah, yeah, and and uh, and air guitar. So you know, it's good good to see that I've 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 dreams know, achieved, have come achieved, to fruition. All, all my career goals have <laughs> have been achieved. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's. It depends like, all right, so I have some friends that just think it's ridiculous, right? That we travel so much and, you know, oh man, you guys are living the life and, you know, and, and I, I think if there is one thing where Julie gets a little, a, not mad, but when we go, we travel, we see, we've seen a great deal of the country, right? I mean, I, if I had a not right. had COVID, I would have seen the Netherlands, Right. I mean, like I, right. we travel a good bit. We see things like so when we're on the road, you know, we might go grab a dinner and have some fun and have some drinks. And then, you know, when we get back, it's been, you know, we're, it, we've been kind of going crazy for four or five straight days. You know, then, you, you know, it, I'm tired. I just kind of want to rest. Right. Where yeah. Like, wait a minute. You've been gone. <laughs> wait a minute, you've been gone having fun. It's like, ah, I mean, yes and no. It's not, you know, it's not like we're going on trips with our friends and we're just going nuts. Right. Right. It, it's yep. different, but that's you know, like that, but that like laying on the couch for a couple of days afterwards at night doesn't really fly very well. I know. Yeah. And, and that's, 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 you know, that's one of the perceptions of it also that, well, you're just, you're just traveling around having fun and not thinking that there's any work to it. And that's something that I've always, yeah, you know, had a little bit of, I don't want to say animosity, that's too strong of a word. But yeah, I mean, some people, you know, make it seem like it's so easy. Like we just show up and just do it, right? Yeah. 
and that, so you know, we just show up and do a football game. We just show up and do a basketball game. We just show up and do a. Do I mean, a I've seen game. I've seen the notes that you've taken. I've seen your computer. Right. You know, you know, all the notes that you've taken, that all the information that you have. I mean, how many times have we heard about Sarah Cassidy being a manager at Taco Bell? Yeah. Well, yeah, you've heard it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but every time there's somebody new, you got to talk to somebody new. I know. Right? Are you being a dick? Are you being a dick right now? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, it's 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 good because because John. I mean, to, done... Hey, to her credit, she's on TV a lot. Yeah, and you got to remember, a <laughs> whole. Not everyone has seen it. Yeah, dude. Exactly. I get it. We've got I new get it. viewers I get it. and watchers every weekend. You want to get into? Do we really have to get into this again? <laughs> I get That's it a hundred percent, man. I just like giving you a hard time. All right. Because you, right. you have all to right, say. All right. All right. You, you have to say it though. No, you're right. You have to say things about people. Because the majority the majority of people watching really probably haven't seen her before. They're just flipping through and they're like, "Oh, cornhole. Let's watch this for a second. Yeah. All right, you ready to get to our guest? Absolutely. Speaking of people, all right, our, our we have an incredibly special guest this week, and and I am so happy we were able to track him down. He's got to be one of the busiest guys in the country right now. But uh, our guest is John Carrion. So John is probably one of the great entrepreneurs in Southern California. He's the owner and operator of world famous Spencer McKinney, Spencer McKenzie's fish company. And we'll talk a lot about that, but he's also the founder of the throwdown, which is really the world's largest cornhole tournament. So if you love cornhole, you love watching the ACL and what we do on ESPN and CBS, this is incredible. Over a thousand teams, over $300,000 in payouts. I mean, this thing is insane and I cannot wait to talk to him about it. It starts this weekend. So again, even to carve out just 30 minutes of his time, uh, we are extremely fortunate, but please welcome to Borderline, John Carrion. Hey, John. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Hey, man, thank you so much for your uh, for your time this week. I know you are absolutely slammed with everything. Where are you at right now? I can't tell. Is that the restaurant in the back? Where, where are you I, at? No, I'm actually at a, at David's. Everybody, when I say David, so David uh, Garcia is one that helps me since the beginning with this event. So David's the one that does all the registrations, does all the social media, runs my website. Um, he has a he has his own business. They do printing and T-shirts and hats and graphic design. So we were here till 11 o'clock last night. He was back in here at 6. And so I'm back over here now. Just this is kind of the headquarters for a few days, you know. Even though the event is starting to get set up right now, I'm he in here doing the interview with you. Dang right, right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, all right. So you guys, you guys are actually, so this whole thing is actually in Ventura, California, correct? And that's, that's where the restaurant is. Restaurant is in Ventura right by the beach. They, so the, the event is about three or four blocks down the street from the restaurant. Now it outgrew my street, it started on the street and it just got too big. So now we had to move it to the fair, the, the County fairgrounds. Right. Wow. John, I, I have to ask a question. What, why cornhole? What, what, when was it? What was it about cornhole that you said, all right, I'm going to make this happen years ago? So I started my restaurant. I saw the little quick snip. So I always wanted to have a fish taco cart. I'm a fisherman. I used to go to Mexico back in the 80s fishing. And so I wanted a fish taco cart. So uh, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always owned my own businesses. So I was a building contractor. And I told my wife, I really want to open up a taco stand. And so 2007, I 
bought a trailer before there was gourmet food trucks in LA. They were roach coaches. They weren't gourm- they weren't doing gourmet food. We <laughs> we bought a trailer. We're doing seared ahi and ceviche, and so started the business in 2007. Opened the restaurant in 2008. Named the restaurant after our first two kids, Spencer and McKenzie. I opened up the restaurant in 2008 in one of the worst recessions we've seen. You know, it was bad times for business. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah so, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good good we, timing. We <laughs> got really lucky that we, you know, um, blood, sweat and tears. And so in the beginning, we had all these guys in bands. Ventura is a very music rich area. And so they a lot of the guys love the vibe and the hangout. And they're, they're like, you know, you need to have a old school block party like they used to do in the 60s in beach towns. They just block off someone's street and they have a band show up. And they just, it's a block party. So we, in 2009, we had, I got a permit. We did a block party. We had bands, local bands. We had great musicians in Ventura. So, and it was music Saturday and Sunday all day from 10 in the morning to 10 at night. And so then I thought, well, something else has to happen than just music all day long at some point, right? That's just, it just kind of gets old. And so I was going to do a horseshoe. I thought about horseshoes because at the time, horseshoes was still popular. And I'm talking to a friend and he's like, you know, we play cornhole at the lake. Why wouldn't you? It's easier to do to to have a cornhole tournament. This is 2010. Nobody and I when I say nobody, really nobody in California knew what cornhole was. But sure. my friend's dad was from the Midwest and we used to go to the lake and he would bring a plywood set of boards and bags made out of blue jeans and we <laughs> oh spent the day playing cornhole you know on the lakeside and so we had a tournament 2010 i think was the first year had 30 it was like 34 teams and we sold it out and everybody loved it and then the next year i put up a little bit more money i think i went to 64 teams and by 2013 we've got guys from across the country flying out because i put money up and so we'll follow um, the money. So it just follow the money. So <laughs> there's lots of backstories, but I, so the third year, I think a team from Arizona was out, heard about there in California. They came and played and won the money. It was like a grant. So the next year I put up 3000 and Isidro Herrera found out about it. And the story was, he's like, nobody in California can beat me. I can buy, buy a plane ticket, a hotel room, I can get food, some beers, and go home to my family and make some money for the weekend. And that's, and then he kept it a secret. Isidro tried to not tell too many people, right? Because <laughs> it was easy pickings. And then, you know, it just, it just, it exploded from there, right? So it just it exploded from there. And the, in the beginning, it was the money and then the experience. My whole thing was as Cornhole really started evolving and there was more and more tournaments. My background from what I did at music festivals and food is I want to put on an experience, not a tournament, an experience. So the tournament sells out. You want to be in that tournament because you want to be part of the experience. Yes, you want to win the money, but for a hundred bucks a person, it's like, you know, it's like going to, I always like it to Coachella Music Festival. I did food there for a lot of years and back in, you know, when it really exploded in 2014, 15, they sell out, you know, 90,000 tickets before they even announce who's going to play because people want a ticket to be at Coachella. That's yeah. what I wanted my, I wanted the throwdown to be 
I want a ticket. I want to be one of the guys in the tournament because it's the best tournament. You know, I'm not saying that my tournament's better than there's so many great tournaments now, but it's it's the best experience in in Cornhole. It's a festival. It's music. It's an environment. It's a vibe. It's a lifestyle. So that's how it, that, you know, grew. It went from a block party to Spencer McKenzie's is the title sponsor of the world's largest cornhole festival. We, we call it a festival, you know, because it's a festival, not just a tournament. Hey, John, that is such a great point because uh, you and I were talking yesterday. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and the College of Charleston is obviously not a power five school. But they have a beautiful arena downtown Charleston and and a basketball program that's pretty darn good. Not always good, and, and they're not you know they're not always going to win against a power five school. But what they've done in downtown Charleston is they've kind of made that the place to be, and and so and so you kind of go you know whether whether they win or lose they've made it the place to be, and that seems like that's kind of what you've done with this tournament. You know, I mean, you get, I don't know how many thousands of people's now uh, players yeah. coming out there to play, but you've turned it into, to a place to be. And you've also done that obviously with your restaurant. So I, I guess, I guess my question is kind of a larger one to you. Cause I'm, I'm fascinated by this and, 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 um, you know, you had in your life, you've had two very simple ideas, right? Fish tacos and <laughs> cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. And you've turned and you and you've turned both into the place to be and and the thing to have and the place where everyone wants to go. What started that vision? How did you do this with fish tacos and 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 you've already kind of answered it with cornhole, but what is what is your philosophy and this entrepreneurial well, spirit that you have? Where does it come from? Well, I you know, so number one, I'm 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 let's say like I'm a I'm a crowd pleaser. I, I like to please people. I don't, you know, I don't it's just in my nature. I'm not looking to do something because I want somebody to give something back to me. I just like to please people. And so with the restaurant, couple, a couple of formulas, right? So I had a passion for cooking. I love cooking. And I always wanted to have a, a restaurant. I think the key to the success of the restaurant was I had two little kids. I was a building contractor. Construction was horrible. I had a restaurant that was losing money. And bottom line is now fear kicks in. You have no choice but to make that business successful if you want to feed your family. So sometimes fear drives you more than anything, right? So I think that, and I learned, I had no, I remember when I first started, the second event we did, we got this beautiful trailer, it had TVs on it. Nope. Like I said, there was, there was no gourmet, the LA food truck thing hadn't happened yet. So this is 2007. I have TVs. We're showing surfing. We're doing we're doing seared ahi tacos. I'm going to the second event. I'm thinking to myself, like you're an idiot. I've never even worked at McDonald's, and now I'm going to go serve food <laughs> like a restaurant. What am I? I was nervous, right? What am I going to do? But you know, in business, business is business. You just got to figure out what you need to do in that business. It's you know, it's numbers, right? It's numbers and it's promoting and and I think. Uh, having the right people. So we we're talking about this last night. I met David in 2010. We started doing social media marketing before anybody was, I was spending money on social media when social media wasn't social media. There wasn't TikTok <laughs> or Instagram. And we were, you know, we were, we were way ahead of the game. Um, I, I'm not saying I was for sure, but I know for a fact, we were one of the very first people to live stream a cornhole game back in 2000. What year was it, David? Uh, when they first launched, when they first uh, launched Facebook, uh, uh, they first, first Facebook Live, they just launched it. And some guys in Colorado texted us or DM'd us and said, 
our friends are in are playing. We're in Colorado at a bar. How can we watch it? And David comes to me and says, there's this new Facebook live thing. We should try it. And we live streamed that game and we got hundreds of people logged in. And so I think luck, luck is a big key to success, right? Like luck would have it that, that, you know, that just fell into our lap. So, but with the restaurant, um, my vision, it was to, the money will come eventually. The first, the first thing is to build a clientele, give them great food, make them want a beer, give them an experience. And at some day, the money will come. Not try to go make the money first and don't worry about building the business. Build the business first and the money's going to come. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I guess, I guess you know, and, that, and that plays in perfectly, John, to what Bernie and I were just talking about before you came on the air. You know, I, I spent 10 years as a minor league baseball broad, broadcaster, made no money. You know, Bernie was talking about in cornhole. We don't get rich for broadcasting cornhole, obviously, and working for the ACL, that kind of stuff. But how do you, how do you, and, and the cornhole players, you know, the, these ACL pros who you watch, who you're going to host this weekend, you know, not a lot of these, these players are making much money. How did you get through the doubt? How did you get through the lean years? I'm sure when you first started, you weren't making much money. What, what, what? Was it just your passion? I mean, what allowed you to get through all those moments of doubt and your self-talk and what am I doing? How'd you get through that? My, so my, my, I fish bass tournaments. I'm very competitive. I love fishing bass tournaments. My part, my buddies I fish against call me the grinder because <laughs> they go, you're always grinding. And, you know, it's, uh, once again, my philosophy is the money will come, right? And people have this perception. It was tough. I went from having a successful construction company, making very good money, going on, you know, going on a hunting trip to Wyoming and then tell my wife, why don't you go to Hawaii with your mom for the weekend, for the week while I'm on my hunting trip, you know, and to 2008, almost getting my house repoed three times. I couldn't pay my house payment, couldn't pay my electric bills because it was just, we lost a hundred grand the first year the restaurant was open. People don't see that, you know, that the tournament, they think the perception is like you said, the perception is, oh, there's, he's making all this money and he's charging for bags now. And, so when I first started the the throwdown or the the event, the block party, the first year it was free. It cost me out of my pocket that year about $12,000 to do it. And then as it got bigger, it cost more. So each year it would cost me about $20,000 negative to do the cornhole tournament on the street. But I looked at it as I'm promoting my business. I'm building my business. I'm now I've got, and it's work because all the cornhole players, if they're anywhere near Ventura, they're coming to the restaurant, right? So um, last year, it's it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So last year was the biggest year I've had. We moved it to the fairgrounds, but then it cost more to do it. Um, last year, I pretty much broke even. People think you're making millions of dollars. It's extremely difficult. So the only year that I turned a profit was the first year I did it in the park and I turned a little profit. So this year, once again, it's gotten so massive. My budget's gotten so big that it's a break even again, because I'm investing into it now. Right. So I bought, I bought, uh, you know, all the grass for the pitch pads. That was $18,000. So, you know, I'll mm -hmm. use them again, but so any profit I could have made is going to be invested into the business. Sure. Right. So going, so answering the question is you have to stay focused and you have to have a, a, vision and someday you'll reap the rewards for it. And I feel like I'm reaping the rewards, but, um, you know, you just got to put trust and plus I'm, I believe in God. So I put my trust in God. I'm doing things right. And it's going to, you know, 
it's going to pay off. But uh, last year, I was so stressed out from anxiety because of the amount of money that I had to pay for the venue. And three days before, you're watching the news in L.A. Restaurants are shut down. COVID's everywhere. Airports might get shut down. Imagine being me and laying in bed and thinking, what if the tournament doesn't happen? I, I'm right. bankrupt because I could never re recoup the money I had to put out to, to build it for the year, right? Right. So, yeah. I, I've, got, I've got a serious, serious question for you, John. This is deadly serious. What kind of music is it that gets played there? And B, <laughs> second part of this, did you know Jeff was in a band and could we finally have one day where we get the band back together? Well, what's, what's <laughs> Jeff? What, what kind of music you play, Jeff? Hey, what have you ever you heard of, in, all, in, in all seriousness, have you heard of uh, Toad the Wet's Rocket or Dada? Either one, one of those. They're both from. They're both from like the Santa well, Barbara well, area. Santa Barbara. So. so I'm from Ventura. So I've, so I so Toad the Wet's Rockets. You know, forty five yeah. minutes up from us. I know exactly who they are. Yeah, they were. You guys. So were, we played in that band. And well, no, I would no, 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 no. Our our band, we we play, we played at similar venues as they did uh, okay. back in the Midwest, and we'd open for them, that kind of stuff. But Dada, Dada was is another big band from Los Angeles, Los Angeles area that never really got huge, but uh, they're still together playing. But yeah, so we played, we played with those guys a little bit when they'd come out to the Midwest. So what band were you in? Yeah, if, so <laughs> this is a long story, <laughs> and and trust me, none of our ten listeners want to hear the story again. I'll tell, I'll tell you more when you're out there. So it was to make a long story short, I went to the University of Kansas and uh, I, I lived in the dorm my freshman year. And just a few doors down, there was this guy named Jeff. He's a great singer, terrific voice. I played the drums. So he and I just started playing together. We started playing at sororities and fraternities. It was so long ago, John, that 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 the uh, that that the students would bring tape recorders and set them down by us <laughs> to to record us. And then they listen to it during the week and come out. So it just kind of grew from there. But so so the first sorority gig that we played, I don't know, maybe it was a fraternity, I don't know. They said, they said, what's your band name? Because we want to put up flyers. We didn't have a band name. So what, So I, it was one of the girls said, well, how about, Jeff? Let's, let's just go with Jeff and Jeff. So that's what it was to start. It, <laughs> it, was, it was Jeff and Jeff. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then it grew from there. And we hired other musicians and hired Jade, who's one of our 10 listeners. Nice. Uh, terrific guitar player, and it became a hat full of rain and put out a couple CDs, travel around. We oh, played, awesome. actually played one of the one of the biggest gigs we had was at Tower Records in Los Angeles oh, wow. years ago. Killer, so promoting well, the record. You, yeah, I mean, if, if you're out this this weekend, if you want to hop up on the stage and do a little yeah. guest the band, so yeah. Jason, Mc, Jason McCannon with Fire Cornhole. Jason, Jason, uh, likes to have a couple beers, so he was feeling good, so he hopped up on the well, stage. Jason, last Jason, year. Jason likes to drink beer. I Jason hopped that. up. Jason hopped up on the stage <laughs> last year and uh, and did a Simple Man. He he sang with the band Simple Man. I think he's going to do it again this year. So if you want to uh, hop up on the main stage and do a cameo appearance, you know, yeah, as it. long as someone can can lend me their drums for a minute, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, that is for sure. awesome. But so, all right. So, so going back to Bernie's Bernie's question. So, are, any big headliners and any so, any bands that we know, or is it mostly local guys? Well, so I'm excited. So excited about the music this year. So we have Friday night. We have uh, Dave Ray, a local a local person from Ventura that uh, about the same age as me. We're 80, and I'm I'm 52. So he was, you know, we're we're 80s, late 80s, high school. He has a big following. He can do he's very entertaining. And so when he plays, he has a really big following. He can sing, he'll do a Madonna to a Prince, to a Maroon five, to, you know, just crowd party music. And he's got a great voice. And so he really gets it going. So he, 
he'll play on Friday night. And then Saturday, we have a band, friends of mine also, and a couple of the band members actually one of them are in a heavy metal band called Monster and Magnet, and they're turning Europe a lot. So they they do this collaboration called Mandex, and they do all like 80s hair band, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, and they kill it. They put on a massive stage presence, and they, they kill it. It's fun. Like, it's a production. And right. then I have Sonny Ledford. Have you ever heard of Sonny Ledford? So that's my big deal for this year. Have you ever heard of Sonny Ledford? I so, don't. It, it Sonny, sounds maybe familiar, but I don't. I don't know if I can so like pick up. Son, Sonny Ledford is from North Carolina. He uh he did a album for the PBR Professional Bull Riders back in the early two thousands. Okay. Uh, you go to Spotify. He's got six million, seven million views on his songs. He's an incredible entertainer. He's fun, and he's a just for this crowd. He'll start off the set with the Corona bottle, ripping on the guitar using a Corona bottle, and he's got all this great music. <laughs> So I'm bringing his whole band out from North Carolina, flying them out, hotel rooms, the whole thing for for him to play. So he's the headliner Saturday night, and people are going to love it. This is, it's, it's great, fun party music. And then Sunday, we have three local bands, and two of them are very popular reggae bands. So it's Sunday Fun Day. So Ray Fresco, they, they're very popular. They were managed by Brad Paisley's manager for a while, uh, Nice. Uh, by, by the way, Bernie, Brad, Brad Paisley is a country singer, country artist. Uh, I'm aware. I was I was going to ask where Sonny Ledford was from in North Carolina. I'm, I'm John a, Bernie. Bernie. I'm a native hates, North Carolinian. Uh, I, I Bernie, do, I don't, Bernie I hates country music. I hate so country. I don't, think, music. I don't think he's native. I think he's. Uh, I think he um, he lives there, but I don't. I I I don't know if he grew up there. Native. Look yeah. him up, Sonny Ledford. Um, the guy's awesome. The guy's. I'm telling you, he's going to blow everybody's minds. The songs. It just it's just fun party songs and some of the lyrics are not kid friendly but they're it's like it's kind of southern rock a little bit of kid rockish kind of okay. just it's hard to explain but it's in it's awesome he'll do another set on sunday too the reggae bands on sunday they're they've got a stand-up bass and they've got just a really good vibe really just it's just awesome. great great entertaining music and those bands bring they'll bring uh, 1,500, 2,000 people to watch those bands on top of all the people. We're looking at some big crowds this year. Large, large crowds, a good a good vibe. I mean, <laughs> I, were, I cannot think of anything better. Southern yeah, California, we were, cornhole, and music. I mean, come on. This is, yeah, is going to be insane. We, we actually did a break it, uh, bracket breakdown last night. Trey and I did talking about the, the shootout this weekend. And we were mm -hmm. like, you know, it's going to be kind of fun because we don't we're not as busy all weekend as we normally are. Yeah. And so with everything going on, we plan on having a couple of uh, adult beverages this weekend and kind of taking it all in. You're going to. The, the site looks awesome. The, the champion, I call it the championship court, but the broadcasting court, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a big, huge tent. Um, and then the main stage is right next to it. So I think the layout's going to be awesome. I think I, you know, I think that, I know the ACL works hard and Stacy and Trey and everybody just finished the world. And so um, I think that you guys are all going to enjoy actually being able to, other than Todd, Todd's going to be going crazy. But you guys, <laughs> you guys, after the shootout, you're right. You're going to be able to, you know, sit back. It's kind of going to be the end of the year party for you guys. I believe you're going to have a good time out there. Yeah, I'm looking hey, John, forward to it. Hey John, let's pivot a little bit because it, it just, 
for people out there who don't know. So the ACL is involved with this this year to to help run the tournament, but this is not like a championship uh, you know event for the ACL. It's not a pro shootout. So what so what is on the line here and and the money that's involved? I mean this this seems to be like it's not just ACL pros like we normally talk about. I mean it, it, you know the, the ACL slogan is anyone can play, anyone can win. I mean it literally seems like you're going to have all walks of life involved in this thing so truly anyone can win this thing right yeah so so my philosophy for this tournament like i said festival environment experience i wanted it to be like uh kind of like the super bowl of cornhole but i want it to be an, like an, an open so for for it to be so special i want to support i've always wanted to support all entities all all leagues all you know not be biased to one person to, to have everybody involved in it and come together one weekend where whether you play for the ACO or the ACL or the CCA or this is just a cornhole festival this is an, an industry event where everybody in the industry is out there to network and so um, I have had in the past uh, Joe Schwartz of the CCA has been running it for several years but I paid him to run it it's, it's my brainchild I've created it and so the same thing for this year, you know, I, I wanted an opportunity to work with the ACL and I, there's a lot of things that I felt it was a win-win when I met with Stacy and Trey, I said, you know, this is a win-win for both of us. We both have something to offer each other to make this great. So the ACL is running the tournament for me. So Friday, there's a, I'm hosting them to have their pro shootout at my event. So I'm hosting them to have an ACL pro shootout, which is incredible for the community to be able to come watch an ACL pro event, which a lot of people would never experience. I, I've become a fan of watching it as much as playing it. So David and I have traveled to a few tournaments this year, went to Vegas, went to North Carolina. I enjoy watching. So that's what makes this event special. Now people can come watch an ACL pro shootout, watch a live professional television broadcast. Then we've got the throwdown, which you're right. It's an open. Anybody can play. It's not like, you know, there's, it's not sanctioned. It's not for points. It's not for, it's just an open. Anybody can play. When you say anybody can win, you know, it's true. Anybody can win, but I'm sure you guys right now, you could probably pick <laughs> five guys that are going to be in the top 10. I'm sure. Yeah. But, but I still, I'm always there for the dark horse. I still feel like, you know, it, there could be an upset. Right. There could be there could definitely be an upset. I mean, Jason McCann nailed it pretty good last year. He had an idea who was going to be in the top four. And he, I think he pretty much called it for me as a promoter. My thing is, I hope that nobody gets it right. And all of a sudden, where did these two guys come from? Right. Where did yes. they just, how did they make it to the final championship game? And, you know, against the best guys in the world that that have become fans of people like me on TV, because we all know. We're watching ACL on TV and we become, it's like watching a professional sport, baseball, or football. You got your favorites, right? Oh, so wow. I appreciate that. So, so unlike Bernie, you actually like watching us on TV. I do. I, I actually, I do like, I, I, <laughs> I really enjoy going to the I'm there all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a job. It's, it's like a mechanic, right? Your car never runs good because you work on cars all day, right? So, yeah. But right. anyway, so yeah, so the throwdown is, you know, it's, I think it was a great collaboration with the ACL to get involved and help. And um, 
so and so I hire them to run the tournament, and I think the collaboration with the things we're doing together is is a, a great thing for both of us. Right. Yeah. Well, we we are we are really looking forward to it. So one one final question for you. We've talked a lot about live streaming. We've talked about a lot about TV. So is this going to be televised? Is it televised locally? Is it televised nationally? Is there live streaming? Like, how can people watch it and follow it this weekend? So we've got CBS on Friday night. ACL's filming live on CBS. Uh, <clears throat> we have an ESPN broadcast. We're we're broadcasting the live the final games on Sunday. I don't know the exact time yet, but we're It'll be on ESPN. Um, also, we have three live stream courts. So we have all Cornholes doing one live stream court. Uh, West Georgia Cornhole Titan, Brandon Greba, they're doing one live stream court. And Mark Pryor with Ultra is doing a live stream court. So you'll be able to, you can go to to our site, to the Throwdown, and we can direct everybody how to get on and and make, I can bring David in real quick, and he can. That's his forte. He could explain how that live stream <laughs> is being done and what channels. So come over real quick, David. Because we want <laughs> come everybody. On, David, to, jump in here. We've, stepped, we've really stepped up the the game and the live streaming. So, and I can't take all the credit. This we talked about this last night. Without David and I, this event would never go on. I mean, it, it literally. I couldn't do it without him, and he couldn't do it without me. I'm I'm the the brainchild of the crazy ideas and he's the executor of the marketing. And so I'm going to let David real quickly just tell you about the media stuff. John all, right, Dave, all right, David, how do we, how do we watch this weekend? <clears throat> so you're just going to hop onto their Facebook feeds. John's already pointing you in the wrong direction. People are going to go to the website and be like, what the hell? I can't see nothing here. <laughs> so on all those, they're going to have them on their Facebook feeds. So Ultra will have theirs, which will be also on Spencer McKenzie's. Facebook feed. So they'll okay. be showing those courts and then West Georgia Titan, they'll have it on their Facebook and then as well as all cornhole will have it on theirs. Okay. So but but you said if you go to Spencer pages. McKenzie's, you, you'd be able yeah, to, to, to find Spencer a link to McKen all of them. Yeah. If you go to Spencer McKenzie's Facebook page, they'll be on there as well. Okay. Yeah. So Facebook, that sounds good. And then the big ones obviously on ESPN and we, we obviously know about the one on CBS cause we'll all be there we, doing it. So yeah, yeah. we also, we have also have spectrum sports has a big new push for a sports channel. We, we don't really aren't clear yet with that, how that gets broadcasted or, but they're coming out starting today, filming the setup live all the way through. They'll be out there all the way through the event. So we'll have information about spectrum and how it can be seen once this thing gets. Yeah. Once this thing gets rolling, they're kind of doing a documentary on a couple local players, two brothers that have kind of last year, they came to the event and weren't playing in it, started playing in the blind draws that everybody could just walk in day of the event and just play in these mega blind draws that we have. So these two brothers, one's in high school, one is in the University of Hawaii, actually just got there Monday for first day of school. He's coming back Thursday night so he could be there this weekend. But uh, mm -hmm. last year they came and they just were spectators, picked up the game, and now they're moving up the rankings and winning tournaments. And they actually went out to the Worlds and won the Mega Blind Draw uh, Worlds. It's Marcus uh, Grisales and Jason yep. Grisales. And so, yeah, those Spectrum, which is the local LA news channel, wants to do a little documentary on them and follow them over the weekend. And, and so they're going to be out here filming all weekend with us. How many, how many cornhole board sets are going to be out there? So we have, uh, overall, there's probably going to be 180 sets of boards out. We've got, so just for the, just for the, um, 
for the round robin play on Saturday for the amount of teams is 128 sets of boards just for the groups of eight. Um, and then we have, we have, you know, festival, right? So we have uh, 18 sets of boards on blind draw court. So anybody can go all weekend long. You don't have to be in the tournament. You go sign up and play in blind draws. It's being run by Santa Paula Cornhole. So you can, you win bags, you win boards, you win, uh, we, we have Yeti products, we have White Claw products, we have merch. So surfboards, surfboards. So anybody can play corner all week, and you don't have to be all the people coming to watch your friends not in it can play in blind draws. It costs 12 to 20 bucks and win big prizes all weekend, all weekend wow. long. That's so, uh, and then I've got you know a handful of courts out that people can just play on, you know, that, that aren't playing in blind draws. So it's a it's it's a massive amount. I, I, All Cornell is my board sponsor. He sent Swift Trucking is my main title sponsor. That's Vince McKenzie. Swift Trucking brought a tractor trailer load of 200 sets of boards oh from, yeah, from North Carolina about three weeks ago. 200 sets of boards they sent out. Yeah. So wow. That's well, no hey, joke. Uh, yeah. Hey, John, thank you so much for your time and, and uh, congratulations, you guys, on uh, just pulling off this huge event. And uh, unfortunately, we got to run. We got like 30 seconds left, but uh, we'll see, okay. see you guys out there this weekend. <laughs> right, thank you. So looking right. forward to it. And uh, thanks again for carving out a little bit of your time. I know how busy you are. We'll see you this weekend. All right. All right thanks. Thank Take care. Bye. See you this weekend, guys. All right, guys. Bye. Gosh, Bernie, wow, this thing's huge. Seriously, we got like 30 seconds left. So over a thousand teams, 200 sets of boards, $300,000. Uh, sounds like go to Spencer McKenzie's, go to the Facebook page if you want to watch it uh, this weekend. Wow, this, this is amazing. I can't wait to, to see this. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun just to see everybody in their element. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see too, if there's any, and we just didn't have time, but I'd, I'd love to know if there's any, you know, quote unquote, no names that have ever won this thing, or if it's always the same, it is always the same. It, it, it's, it's, it's dominant players. I mean, you know, cream always rises, right? Yep. Yep. All right, bud. I'll see you uh, this weekend. Glad you're feeling better. All right, brother. I'll see you in a couple of days. All right. Bye everybody.